close to 500 people to this event. Oh, I would say wow. about like 300 were creators and there were some people that are with um, like the Sony internal team and then also like part of the music department. Um, and it's it was a ton of people. Yeah. I was wondering. I thought you know, it was like 50. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, how did he get in? Yeah, but that makes more sense. Yeah. Makes so much Checks more out. sense yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get in. I know, for 500. I do Canada, but 500 people? <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 79 of the 505 podcast. One-handed crack, boys. Let me get us started here. Go, Chase. Fire, dude. Oh, that was good. Oh, dude. That was feeling oh, strong. That was a 9-4. Yeah, I was yeah. feeling really Ooh. strong. That was light. Double down. Ooh. They just didn't Not have a 4 <laughs> Not you know? a 9-4. It's part of the can. It's I'm a can. The can. Yeah, 7-1. Next. God, that was my best one. Oh, I struggled a little bit, but... You know what? You didn't actually struggle that hard, yeah. but you sounded you like you sounded sad. like you were struggling. Yeah, right. Six nine. Keon Confidence. in the corner, dude. Stop, stop <laughs> Give it to me, dude. Ooh. Oh, from here that looked great. I'm, oh my god, dude. Crater. Oh, Jesus. No, it's, actually, it's actually dirty. Oh I'm not gonna lie. Are dude, we on the moon? Three right nine, now? dude. Three nine in the corner. Yeah, over but there. the light in the corner is popping. Dude. Yeah. Wow. What are we talking? Yeah, Lumakee, Lumakee. Lumakee hooked it up, dude. Shout out to the light in the corner. It's looking good. That's Look at Luma that. Cube. Loom Pretty sure Keon was saying Luma Key just to keep Loom that cube. intact. Loom Cube. Loom Cube? Loom oh, cube. Jesus Christ. I didn't know what it was either. Loom Cube. Thank you for the lights. Keeping Keon's corner tight and bright, baby. <laughs> tight, tight, tight and bright, dude. Dude, so uh, after I hit 10K, I just... People are sending shit now. And so oh, uh -oh. we got Ralph. Ralph noticed your boy. You Ralph <laughs> noticed your boy, dude. So we're going to get a little spritz here. Keon, oh. we're going to toss this to the corner real quick. Oh, Look at wow. that catch, you know dude. What, dude. Oh, that smells well, amazing. Get, get, one, get one out. I fucking, uh, I made little salmon Ralph. for dinner like Coz is doing actually. Mm. And I just smell fishy, dude. Uh, dude let's dude. get you a little Ralph. Yep. Nice. nice. A little shake. Yep. Ooh. Did I get in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're looking good. Smelling good. Get, it's funny out. because um, when you're on a podcast, you can't see stuff, right? People can't see us mm -hmm. if they're listening. Yeah. So they can't see us doing this, but they no. really can't smell it either. So this Definitely. is really good content. Yeah. yeah. And 41% of you guys aren't subscribed to the YouTube, which is an unbelievable stat. We were at the 60. Now we're at 40%. So please, dude, hit the sub button. Definitely. And this is low key perfect timing for Brayden to get mm. new cologne because what happened over the weekend? Yeah, I broke my Chanel number five, just snapped in half. No, in the bathroom. really? Yeah, I just broke it. It was a, it was a when, birthday when gift. When was that? Well, see, I timed my cologne perfectly because every two years ish is when I go through a bottle. It takes me a long time. Sure. Yeah, you know? That's like the right uh, amount Yeah, of if time. you're going Don't through. Don't wear it every day. No, exactly. Yeah. So. It ended and I was banking on Christmas this year. Right. I'm like, I was yep. holding out till Christmas. Now I'm screwed. I'm going to have to buy it myself. But then Ralph Lauren came in clutch and sent me these two little nice, bottles dude. for back to school. So shout out to Ralph. Dude. I love it. I'm a Santal three, 33 kind of guy. Labo. It's a good, it's yeah. a good scent. I, I want to get that. Yeah, dude. But now shit. that I know that you have it, I don't know if I can jock your swag. No, dude, it's good. I like... What do you think about other people stealing your scent? Does that bug you? Well, here's the thing. I it's so popular. I was just it's kind of like the Amelion Dior of the scent, you know. Mm. And if you like, I was in the elevator and I smelt it on this guy, and I was like, "What's up, dude?" And we like handshook because I was like, "I wear that too. It's cool." And I definitely do that with AIM shit, dude. If I see someone wearing like an AIM hoodie, I'm like, "What's up, man?" Yeah, no, I do, dude. No, and I and I said, "What's up?" to somebody the other day. Yesterday, guess what? I'm in Erewhon. Oh, walk, oh, walk, oh. walk in the door, dude. Okay. Walk in the door at Erewhon, and I see it like a large athletic figure in front of me and i'm like very like that's one of me yeah it's one of like a very <laughs> very similar like build and sure, such. Sure, 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 sure. russell westbrook oh yeah, similar so I'm, anger I'm profile like, as well <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm like, Russ, what's going on? And he turned around. He's like, you used the camera. I'm like, yes, yeah. it all clicked. It all clicked. So I, I introduced him to Chloe and he's like, hey, what's up? Russell Westbrook. He's like, how's everything going? Still taking pictures? I'm like, that's what I do. I take pictures. That's so, great, dude. Yeah, we chatted. It'd be so it. funny if Chloe was like, I don't know if you're familiar with the Lakers, but <laughs> right. my boyfriend works for that. Right. Chloe <laughs> said, like, I used to. Chloe doesn't know who Russell Westbrook right, of course, is. Of course yeah, not. has no idea. She goes, uh, did you guys like work together on something? And I go, it's, he plays. He right. plays in the NBA. She's like, that makes so much sense. Like he's pretty tall, but she's like, but not too tall. Right. And I'm like, he's pretty tall. Dude. Right. Like, How tall is he? Like 6'4", 6'5"? No, 6'2 or 3. He's like 6'2", but he's yeah. yoked. But he's yoked, yeah, yeah, for sure. And he was just getting a couple smoothies, not the smoothie that I was getting. Nice. But it's okay. I was trying to get him onto like the Haley Bieber smoothie. He right. said he was good. That's funny. You give him, you give him a try. Of your smoothie. I'm like you're rusty. rusty. You gotta try just this. Put it. Please, please, man, just slurp it, dude. It was funny, but after That's after that, dope. yeah, it was funny. It was a funny little interaction. But this weekend, we got to work on a spec project, and nice. we're always telling people to do spec projects. And if you don't know what they are, basically, they're just a free video for like a brand. So you you take on the direction, you do it yourself. You maybe put a little bit of money right. into it, hire actors, whatever. So we did one for this wallet case that's on the back of my phone, um, and it was really fun. It was with Chloe and my and uh, and Kyle, a good buddy oh, Kyle. Nice. So we're making uh, the second part of it's going to be done in a few weeks when I get a free weekend. How'd but it go? It was amazing. It was great. So we rented fun little dolly. Got it. Nice. You love the dolly. Love a dolly. Love so a, smooth. So smooth. It really made everything. Uh, the first shot was just immaculate. Just nice. first there. shot of the whole shoot. The whole shoot. Yeah, oh. it was just great with the slider. Started that nice, off. Nice. Um, nice. And it, it was nice because okay, we spent like 175 bucks. Got all this great gear. It's like nothing. Yeah, nothing to make something really cool. And now we're going to film the second part in a few weeks and it'll be a great ad uh, to add to the portfolio. It was, a, it was yeah, a great dude. time. It was also what we did this time differently than what a normal spec ad would do. I think this will help people a lot. So we had a sheet of paper and it went through every shot and every scene. And so Gotta. we drew arrows on this like piece of paper, right? Yep. And so let's pretend there was 10 shots in the living room. And so on this piece, we had exactly the angle, the millimeter on each arrow, nice. as well as like the height of the tripod, whether there's a low angle, high angle, right. whatever. And that's so helpful because then when you're sitting there, we can just set up, oh, yo, next shot 2A is from the same spot, tripod, boom, yep. knock it off. And so so much easier than just showing them be like, uh, we have a 50 mil, but like, where's that at? So right. really taking it seriously, like someone's paying you and that'll make your spec ad totally. or anything that you work on 10 times better. And I think it's so important to like, you gotta max, be as efficient as, a, as efficient as a possible. Holy shit. Find you, it. You gotta be as efficient as possible on shoots because yeah, land to the plane. Um, because you have a limited time. And if you can figure out like, oh, this setup is on the tripod with a 50 millimeter and I have a shot that's like a little down the road, but the same lighting setup that is also on the same tripod in the same spot with the 50 millimeter, you got to group your shots based on like setup and location, not like obviously chronological order because you don't care. You can put it together in the edit and you just got to like maximize it as efficient as possible. Because if you move the tripod and then have to put it back for the same shot, it's just rookie hour, dude. Moving the lights too, dude. Yeah, so we, we, we used our beautiful lights and it yep. was we were really shaping it. We had some some floppies, we had some nice. boards and stuff. And so really shaping the light and it, it makes such 
a difference to just have the li- like little diffusers, yeah, little, little diffuser things, little negative fills. It just makes the shot so much different. You can do that for a very cheap price. Like mm. you can get a cup. C stands are five bucks a pop. Right. So you can get some C stands, get some negative fill, get some diffusion, just make your spot look so much prettier than just, oh, pop a light here, pop a light there, call it a day. Right. A C stand to rent? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah rent geez. a C stand like, for five bucks. I think like you can buy a C stand yeah. for five bucks. Rent really it. expensive to buy. <laughs> yeah. Really cheap to rent. Yeah. Um, which is weird. So weird. Like yeah. 350 to buy. But yeah, it was a great, it was a great little weekend fun stuff oh yeah you did something else though pretty fun what else did i do this weekend you hung out the rocks oh dude yeah i forgot we had a little rock meetup while you while you were while you were going to the mountain hell yeah yeah so we got we got some of the rocks from my coaching program and this morning of the shoot right i wake up or like our little meetup i wake up just pissing rain outside yeah yeah. so i'm like this is great of course i picked the one saturday Uh the whole month so you're thinking so it's your coaching program yes yes and you're thinking the rocks are going to come out that are like nearby and we're going to like hang out exactly. maybe shoot something exactly what i thought i love and it. so I, I wake near up and far near and far yeah so i woke up though and i i was typing the discord i go hey we're going to probably postpone very sorry about this next message immediately is a picture on a flight uh, and that said <sighs> dot 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 next one under it said no and i'm like well the sh- dude the show's going on like we're gonna do something i don't know what the hell we're gonna do my original plan was gonna go to a park we're yep. gonna do some journaling stuff some goal setting situations and yeah, obviously that plan was out the window right. so we came over to 505 how many how many kids seven come? seven rocks came <laughs> were you here just like this little field trip <laughs> it was it was funny because yeah. i left so i'm a dumbass and i was with daniel who's helped me do bts mm-hmm. so daniel's over here we order uh goop so we go nice. over everyone meets at goop and so we all I get- love dude that is so funny because these kids are coming to la and they're like yeah sick goop kitchen you know <laughs> like the most la place you could meet <laughs> or air one or air one yeah we, we i wasn't gonna make people spend 40 bucks right, so right. we went to goop got food came back here well i left my fucking goop at goop Fuck. so it was great so everyone was just posted here i'm like daniel watch the rocks like make sure everyone's good costa said he pops out of the bathroom was like what the heck is going on in the living room? Dude, I, Dude I was, that is so fucking yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. I went to go meet my mom and I was like hanging out in my room doing whatever. And then I walk out and I'm like, there's like eight people in our right. living room. What the heck? Everyone's like looking at me. I go, what's up guys? Uh, Peace. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was just like hustling to get back. Um, we made it and everyone was still eating. It was and, fun. And then what you journaled. In the- we, no, so we did, we did some goal setting practice. We talked about like the spec ad that we were working on and just different ways to pitch clients, uh, different ways to go about your workflow, just yep. make them better, make them more efficient. And then we just did like an open Q&A because I was trying to buy time for golden hour. Sure. And then we went over to Venice, missioned out to the land of Venice Beach. Nice. Because I really had to give them like the LA You got to give them something. Right? Yeah. yeah. So we, we rolled to Venice, shot the skater, some skaters don't like to be filmed found that out really they don't like to be filmed dude some people don't like to be filmed i've never gotten that. yeah so and don't point your camera at people that don't want to be filmed word. yeah and you'll, you'll be good but sometimes you don't know that they don't want to be filmed until you start pointing your camera at them right. and then they start yelling at you how are you oh. gonna know though you can't you just gotta <laughs> yep. spray and pray right. and, and and pray right. literally you yeah know? right <laughs> i will say though venice is such an interesting place to go film like right. you're you're gonna get interesting looking shots and the venice skate park is, oh, yeah. is a vibe it was classic our, our buddy arturo he w- he's from mexico he popped up and wow. he, he was uh he was telling me he's like you come here often i'm like kind of not really <laughs> right, like, this right. is a pretty wild little place and he's just like looking around like holy shit dude there's like right. a there's like a malinois doing backflips and then right. there's a guy with like a beatbox like yeah. thing and he's like this is normal i'm like it's like gta but here and he's like this is exactly what a gta is like. dude literally yeah it's exactly dude, what it is bobby lee has such a funny bit about like the homeless in LA. They're talking about how like there's homeless all over. He goes, dude, the homeless in Venice are the worst. Like they think they have talent. (laughs) 
<laughs> so mean. So funny. The dudes can jump, though, dude. Have you seen that? Yeah. Holy shit, can they jump? <laughs> um, okay, so did you, okay, you left your food at Goop. Yeah. You dropped your cologne. Nice. Are we counting the left food as a drop? As a drop. Yeah, I think maybe it's more of an L counter. It has to be a spill because like I spilled everyone in the elevator last week. Just complete, dude, I thought about going back and I was going to take pictures, document it, go back and ask, but I was like, I didn't have it in me. That's how you know shit's too expensive is you're like, I dropped it and I have to like photograph it to like see if I can get a refund. And then there was an egg in our dishwasher, right? I dropped two eggs. So how did that happen? So I had cracked the eggs into the bowl that were on the corner because I was going to make a scramble. You got to stop putting stuff on corners. I know. That's right. That's right messed up yep. stab the foot the same way yeah yep. yeah so i knocked off the the <laughs> eggs and i caught it though midair okay only lost two eggs oh they're organic though dude Wait, you know so how much you eggs caught... cost nowadays so much nine bucks for the fucking 12 pack of eggs ridiculous okay you going to air one for your eggs nope 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 ralph's but organic the pasta raised got it orange yolks past, dude these I mean, you do these orange chickens yolks. are yeah. happy dude. as fuck that i'm eating i think the orange yolks are really important for yeah. your like yeah. body and shit but i'm yeah. gonna try to stop dropping stuff slowly you got you took a few l's though what are you at? Two, two, two and a half. Two and a half. I mean, I've seen week. popcorn Three. at the movies. I've seen yeah. drinks on your lab. All sorts of stuff. It's a it's a daily occurrence. So we're gonna start keeping track throughout the week. Should we start doing like a ranking score, like the one handed crack? Like how bad is the Ooh, spill? I like that. Okay. Or, or just the spill counter. I'll let you guys sure. decide. You guys let us know. Yeah. DM us. Yeah. yeah. Comment. Know, yeah. And while I was gone in Rockland, you yeah. were also gone. I was. I was doing um, a different kind of Rockland. I a very different kind of Rockland. Very rocky though. I was doing the high divide in Olympic National Park, which is a fucking intense hike, but it's fun. And um, I'm trying to warm up for this next hike I have coming up, the Kowloon Trail, which I'm fucking nervous about. Big but hiker. Big hiker, dude. But this is like, you know, it's like backpacker. So like you got the big backpack, you have all your life in there, like everything you need to survive. So it's about like 40 pound pack. And I'm thinking like, you know, I've done a lot of these before. The first day I'm looking at it, I'm not that nervous. It's like eight miles, but it's pure elevation. Like every step you take, you're going up. So I'm like a little nervous. It's like 40 pound pack, eight miles only up in elevation. I think we did like, 4,000 vertical feet. Um, but anyway, so I'm a little nervous, but I'm doing fine. And I'm going with, this is the problem. I'm going with my homie Jacob, who lives in Colorado, knocks off like 16,000 elevation hike. Billy like, Goat. Like every weekend. That's what he does. It's like his thing. So he's always on these trips and he's always pushing the pace, you know? So I'm not like, I'm used to that, right? And then you have Eric, who we're visiting, who like fucking goes on Strava when he does hikes and like sees the fastest time on a hike and is like, I could beat that. And then like does. And then we have Kevin, who I hadn't met before. And I'm like, okay, Kevin and I are probably on the same page, right? I see him. He's got a mullet. I'm like, okay, vibe, dude. And then we're driving to the thing, and I'm like, God, I hope I can, like, do this hike. And I'm like, Kevin, what'd you do last week? And he's like, oh, my buddy and I, we actually, like, we ran the fastest ever time on a 42-mile trail. He's like, yeah, we did eight-minute miles for 42 miles straight. For eight hours, he ran... He did it for fun. He did it for fun. And he beat the fastest ever time on this 42-minute trail, or 42-mile trail. And I was like, fuck, (laughs) dude. So I'm sitting in the car just sweating, you know? like, And I'm just, I'm in the back the whole time. But like, I kind of cut up just on mental, you know? Kevin's doing it in fucking sandals, dude. Sandals. Sandals. Like the chunkless. No, I have videos of it. It's just like, they're called bedrocks. Just like a 
thong, you know, and he just like <laughs> doop, 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 has like 50 pounds of dude. Like, oh my God, I was on whiskey duty too. So I had like a glass bottle of maker's mark in my backpack, which is like at least six pounds, you know, but like Kevin had like, dude, he had like a whole thing of dates. Like he didn't care about weight. He was just like vibing. Like he's like, I want more weight. Cause I was like, I'm a little tired. He's like, you want to put some weight in my pack? Like I'm just, <laughs> can you hold my pack? Yeah, I haven't dude? sweat yet. You know, dude, it was so intense. It was fun. It, I, I love that shit, dude. You love it though. It's funny. I do love it. <laughs> I do love it. I have it. a question. I'm yeah. the complainer on the hikes. Like, yeah. I would be in the back like, fuck this, but I'd be keeping up. Are you a complainer no. or you just, you you just tough it there. out? You, you can't, can't go, go there. there. You can't go there. So I didn't complain. I'd, I'd ask for like a break here and there, but we didn't break a lot. I mean, we did it really fucking fast just because that's how they like to roll. What'd they think of the no, like the break thing? They didn't I mean, like your breaks. I think a couple of times I was breaking and they're like, we're breaking again. Like, it's kind of cutting into, I had seen them all like stop their watch, you know, because they're like, <laughs> but um it was sick we like started in fucking like redwood forest and then you just get to like the top of the mountain in olympic which is cool it's just like exposed we saw like bears and shit it was really cool but the coolest thing dude is why camping because every time i do it i'm like man like why like i love this but why you know because it's hard you know you're like setting up your tent every night and then you like pack it up and then hike to the next place and set it up and you're like figuring out how you're going to eat but like fun this, was, that, that sounds like dude, fun but this is why you're th- doing it for the four of us because i'm not a big <laughs> this, hiker so i'm this a glamper the, <laughs> yeah. this, is the, this is the reason why i was trying to figure out why it's so fucking awesome because it is awesome and it's like you know like the hierarchy of needs thing like we got all those met all the time right you like your shelter your food your water your thing so all we deal is like anxiety emotional stress all the time it's fucking nice for like two days to actually just worry about like your shelter and your food it's like so relaxing in a weird way. You know what I mean? And anxiety still kicking. <laughs> no, I got not like, <laughs> no, not you're, up just, there. you're just thinking like, yeah. I just need to like One get shelter. I just gotta, need to get some food uh-huh. and I just need to like clean off. I mean, it's also fun too. Cause you do the big hike, you set up your tent and then you're like, fuck yeah, let's roll. And we like pound whiskey and like skinny dipping lakes and like whatever. It's fun. You go, you get wild, dude. Four dudes, can you do that? Nothing like it, dude. Nothing Sounds like it, Sounds like a dude. good time to no, me. I love that. I nothing love like that. it, dude. So how hard is this hike compared to the next one you're doing? So that one is, so the fucked up thing is, yeah, that one we just did was, the, well, the first day, the first day was the hard day. The rest of the days were like, I mean, it was like a five mile and then another eight mile, but the third eight mile was downhill. So it wasn't that bad. Um, that uphill eight mile, it was eight miles, 4,000 feet of elevation. The next one we're doing is 11 miles, 6,000 feet of elevation. So harder, for sure harder. <laughs> Which is going to be, and it's going to be hot. Are you going to vlog this? I feel like you should. I, I film everything. Possible? I filmed, dude, I made a fucking great video in Olympic. I'm going to edit it. Oh, you soon. haven't, you haven't cut it yet. But no, you, you, but I you, think you, I got a lot of pictures. Dude, we saw a fucking owl like turping over and like, whoo, like while we were sleeping in the tent, which is pretty cool. What's your setup? Oh, dude, I just rock a R6 with a 35 millimeter and a, a ProMist and a variable ND because it's light. Do you have the peak design? I do. So I just, oh, it just chills okay, right so there. I need to, to get You don't have to worry about Chills that. right on the shoulder and I just... And it's just like yeah. that. I hit a button with this and then I grab it and Snipe. shoot. And then I just, it's That's great. Right. I love it. Dude, I love shooting that kind of stuff. Is there like an entry level hike that we could maybe participate in? It's like, oh, yeah, you ever dude. heard of Runyon Canyon? <laughs> yeah, baby, you got it. <laughs> right no, the there. thing is, dude, it's the pack. That's what gets you. Yeah, I don't know 40 extra pounds on stuff. your back. It's so hard. But that's the thing about Hawaii is we get to go lighter because it's warm as shit there. So like, I don't need to bring a sleeping bag. I don't Kevin need to bring a jacket. No, Kevin's not on that hike. Thank <laughs> God, dude. <laughs> Kevin didn't get the invite. Yeah, yeah. Kevin's no. going way too he fast. Actually, Kevin's actually fucking dope. He's just so fast. <laughs> so but he like fed us all because he had so much food because he just didn't care That's about great. weight because he's a beast. <laughs> the heat will get you though. Yeah, the heat will get you. But not having a, like that heavy of a pack, like a 20 pound pack is such a difference. Yeah. It was fun though. It was good. I'm, I'm tired. Glad still, you're though. having fun. When I crawled into bed last night, I was like, oh, a bed. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. fuck yeah. Speaking 
speaking of beds, dude, we we have a, a bed that is actually moved into the overpass because so Keon used to sleep right, right, right. just on a piece mm-hmm. of cardboard right. and he's recently gotten a mattress brand deal because the pot is popping, right. you know, and so brand deals are flying to him and he has a huge announcement coming oh. from the brighter, much Keon's brighter corner. Keon's corner. Yeah, what's up, Rock? So basically, <laughs> I made a pretty big life decision this past week that I'm pretty excited about. And that decision is that I decided to drop out of college. Wow. Let's go. You know, I've kind of had that gut feeling um, when I started school and throughout this whole time because I just, I really have such a passion for life and to work hard and to like accomplish really amazing things at a young age. And I feel like, so whenever I start doing school, it kind of like suppresses that and it doesn't really fit in my life for me, at least personally, because, you know, spending tens of thousands of dollars to just do like discussion posts and stuff. And I thought I might as well embrace all this energy. I'm young, you know, I can always go back to school and um, yeah, I'm just really excited. Like I did want to finish it for my parents because both my parents are teachers. So that was a little, a little difficult, but I tried, I actually went to three universities, which is kind of ridiculous. I went to University of Oregon, go Ducks, Britain. Then I went to UCSB, UC Santa Barbara and San Diego State. And, you know, I wouldn't take it back. It definitely, those experiences definitely forged me and I had a lot of good times and I'm just excited for the future. Like I know it's not going to be easy. I know it's going to be a process, but I've definitely like kind of trained myself to embrace discomfort. And I know it's just going to push me to be better and push my limits to see how far I can go. So I'm really excited to see how far the pod can go and just everything else in life. So, Yo, so if you're listening, we need 500 likes, dude, or this kid is not going to get another mattress. And okay. go follow him on Instagram. Yeah, follow Keon on the gram, hit this video and make it get to 500 likes for the dropout. Dude. Yeah, that rocks. We, Come on. I really love you guys. Like it does mean a lot for me, like seeing how much you guys support us and the number has been awesome. And, and it's really cool that we've been building this community. And yeah, I like that goal. I want to see how much the come boulders, on. the pebbles, the rocks, I want to see how much we can all come together. Full court press. And let's just shoot for 500 likes. Come Why on, not? Baby. Go, let's go. That's Keon. awesome, man. I'm happy for you. I think that uh, I remember when, when you came over here, what was it, two years ago, and you couldn't even open Premiere, and he, he said he could. Yeah. He said he could, bro. He, oh, Keon God, was, at, so Keon was pressing like you could like really rip a video. And uh-huh. I was like, all right, Keon, just move that keyframe over. And I remember him looking at me like, what's a key for <laughs> like, like, so i'm i'm so proud of you and i cannot wait to see you know what you do in life and we're gonna be right there with you so i'm fucking hyped for you yeah, i love yeah, you boys dude. i couldn't have done any, any of this without you guys so i really do appreciate you guys Let's i think go. i think you're right. i like that you're seeing like you know some people college works for them you know mm-hmm. and it's like they like they thrive in that like academic like discussion posts even it's like okay i want to do like this i'm going to care a lot about this but keon you're like i feel like i care a lot about other shit that this is just taking my time away. And it's good for you to be like, it's just impressive that you can be like, this isn't, this is normal, the college thing, but it's not who I am, hmm. you know? A way to forge your own path, my dude, I love that. Absolutely, I appreciate it, Chase. Question for you, Keon. How much did going to a $38 million mansion in the hills, <laughs> aff- like, affect your decision on whether to do school or not? I mean, I was feeling good, man. Yeah. I was like, shoot, I'm already up here. Like, I think I can keep this going a little just, bit. Just sleep so. on that couch up there. So <laughs> yeah, tell me the story. So here's the thing. Night Tales, okay? If you don't know who they are, great music. Uh, kind of similar to like Rufus to Soul vibes, right? Mm. First ever concert I shot was at a nightclub in LA. It was Night Tales. So I've become good friends with the manager and they were shooting or they were performing at this like really nice $38 million house in the hills. And they wanted, they're coming out with a new song. So they wanted me to come out and film a music video. 
I was like, okay, I can definitely do that. Could use some help, I right. think, right? So I was like, yo, Keon. Perfect. You trying to come with me to the hills, dude? It'll be a fun time. So Keon came with. He watched you elevate? Watch me elevate, nice. dude. Oh, we were elevating all oh, night. Nice. <laughs> elevating. So, so we're getting some, we're getting some great shots, right? And they did a, they did two performances. One was like a five song performance upstairs. And then of course, $38 million house. It was literally a nightclub in the fucking Jesus, basement. So dude. we go down. I'm still filming, you know? Right. I'm, I'm a cam, right? Yeah, so I yeah. got to take it seriously. I look over. B cam? What's he doing? Just risen up the hottest girl at this fucking party, man. Nice. Entertaining clients. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, Keon, like part of me is like, we got to film. And then yeah. part of me is like, man, I'm proud of my boy, dude. Like, <laughs> fuck yeah. I think Keon's B-camp should just be a GoPro chest mount and just, just see what he gets into. It'd be so funny. You watch it through his string out. Yeah. It's like the concert and then just like throwing, yeah. this, throwing this lady spinning oh, her. Oh, dude. But, That's um, fucking so good. It was That's a good fun. time. It was a good time, right, Keon? Yeah, I had the time of my life, man. Like, I don't know. I'm in the hills having some drinks, just listening to some good music. Oh, yeah, dude. You yeah. were supposed to also film some other stuff this I last was, weekend. I was. So I get hit up to go shoot the Chainsmokers. Now, if you know anything about your boy, I love the Chainsmokers. I just love the Chainsmokers for a long time. And, and when me and Josh were DJing, those were your guys dude, dude we were like we're the next chase yeah that, right? that was your goal so love the chain smokers and i was always like man like it'd be really fun to film them like it would be really sick so i got hit up to do just iphone video of the chain smokers now it was this past weekend september 1st to the third and you're looking at your hand like i got an iphone exactly <laughs> i go dude fat day rate just for iphone no editing i just have to send off the iphone clips just to be like making tiktoks only problem boys is that um sarah catherine my girlfriend mm. her birthday is september 3rd Ooh, so shit. dude the the internal struggle of this because i've had <laughs> shit like this dude hurts man and it'll and, take me days so not only was i gonna go with uh, artists that i've really wanted to shoot for a while but they're flying private. Nah, they're going, no, they're no going, commercial. it's Labor Day weekend. They're going New York to Vegas, same oh, night, doing the whole jet. Thing? Then they're doing two nights sold out at Red Rocks. I've never been to Fuck, Red Rocks. no way. I know. So I, I go, I go, I listen. I feel my heart rate picking up. I go, listen, I can do New York. I can do Vegas. I can do one night of Red Rocks, but I got to fly home Sunday morning. Like I got to be back for her birthday. And he's like, okay, let me see if like it can happen. Um, and didn't end up working out but i was telling Keon, you did the right thing i totally did you the right had thing. to you had to do the right thing yeah but um hard dog dude, dude <laughs> I, I, was, I was uh i was talking to keon on the way back from the hills i go keon this has potential to be the, the best week of my life dude like in the hills mm -hmm. filming at Good a 40, 40 million dollar mansion going on a sony trip yeah and then the day after i get back going out on a jet with the chain smokers Chainsmokers thing didn't end up happening, but it was still a pretty epic week. There you go. You yeah, got to it, see some new cameras. I did, did get the right to thing. see some yes. new cameras. Let's lots hear about of, the cameras. Lots of cameras, lots of lenses. So if you guys are a fan of the podcast, you know that we've had a few people on who are Sony shooters and they've gotten invited to these Sony camera camps. Mm. And we also had a Canon ambassador yes, on. Remember yes. that? Yeah, we did. We yep. did. Yep. So and <laughs> for whatever reason, <laughs> your boys never got the invite. Oh, huh, wonder why. A couple weeks ago, I, you know, wake up, I'm drinking my morning cup of coffee. I open up my Gmail and I see 
an invite from Sony to this Sony Candle event. And I go, where's Candle? Like, what is this? That's just the name. It was an invite. Did you spit out the coffee? What? Were you just like, yeah, you know, pretty like, much. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah slow mo. Um, and so, long story short, I get invited to nice. um, what is a annual event called the Sony Candle event. It was in Utah this year. And basically, they just brought out like, like close to 500 people to this event. Oh, I would say wow. about like 300 were creators. And there were some people that are with um, like the Sony internal team and then also like part of the music department. Um, and it's it was a ton of people. Yeah. I was wondering. I thought you know, it was like 50. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, how did he get in? Yeah, but that makes more sense. Yeah. Makes so much Checks more sense yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised we didn't get I in. I know, for 500. I should can it, but 500 people? Slide me right in. Um, but it was uh, it was a ton of fun, and it was honestly it was very validating as a creator, like actually finally getting an invite. For sure, me maybe making a lot of content around Sony and kind of like hyping them up in my mm-hmm. in my content might have had something to do with it. I still have no idea like how they found me or how they got the invite. They probably listened to the podcast, probably, yes. and we're like, let's throw this guy a bone. Finally, right. he's talked enough about Sony. Right, right, right. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a ton of fun, and I got to meet some really cool people. And um, yeah, I'm just like excited I got to go. So they released like 14 cameras there and a couple yes. couple Ooh, lenses. So those are like the first cameras, like the first they time to, people they got see to them. see them, right? So it was really cool because I've never been to a keynote speech Ooh. of any kind ever. And the guy, the president of Sony, like was on stage. He had a keynote speech oh, and Christ. he released all these uh, these two new cameras and one new lens. So they released the Sony A7CR nice. and the Sony A7C2. Oh, what's the C? Main differences are that the A7CR has an ISO range from 100 to 32,000, and the other one, A7C2, is 100 to 51,200. 51, um, and it also says here that the A7C2 has a 33 megapixel sensor, and the A7CR has a 61 megapixel sensor, which is. Oh. Holy crazy. tits, man. So the, the C is kind of like a, what is it, C for combo? You know what I mean? I, I have I really don't know. You know, if I'm being honest, I don't know too much specifics on like the specs. They the did, specs. They, they, they ran through yeah. them all. Mm-hmm. The A7CR, um, I believe, retails for about $3,000, and it's like a killer photography camera. It's like a photo of uh-huh. yeah. And um, the A7C2 is a really good like hybrid camera. Um, a lot of people, because I made a video about it, talking about it and like doing some mm-hmm. um, comparisons. Not some comparisons. I was just like testing out the cameras and test shots. And people were asking like, oh, what's the difference between the A7C2 and like the A7 IV? And like, I don't know enough about both cameras to know really like which one I recommend more. I will say though, like when I was watching the keynote, they had these videos that were playing of like just like hype Sony mm, videos. Nice. Bro, I got like low key goosebumps. I was like, "This is cr- like this is crazy." Like, any of your one, shots make it in? No, none of my shots next made time. it in. Um, maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. But I just got hyped from these video from the video, and I was like, "This is really cool that I'm a part of like this really cool company." Hell yeah. Um, and I will say though, when they announced the the cameras. Because it wasn't a camera that I could see myself actually purchasing, like we got mm. to test out the cameras. I wasn't super, no, not in that way. It's just like no, not I for know, me. I, um, I, I wasn't like so 
like stoked to get my hands on it because just I was like, okay, it again. <laughs> no, 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 like <laughs> just fine with you. whatever, man. Dude, just Somebody fucking love you in my boom, dude. Uh, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if it was like an A7S4, I'd be like, oh my god, like right, I think totally. I want that camera. Fuck I'm yeah. hyped to buy it, right? and I would know about it. Exactly. Okay, so I see. So. Since totally. it wasn't necessarily like marketed towards you, it was yes. a little, little different. But what about the crazy lens they came out with? Okay, so they came out with the Mark II of the 16 to 35. Nice. And I was like, I was pissed, dude, because I brought mm. my 16 to 35. And now it's so embarrassing, dude. And now it's broken. It broke yeah. in the, on the way over, it broke. Yeah, and that's probably how they make money off all these $500 people, or 500 people. <laughs> they like, they looking at their lens and like, it's fucking up there so, on the big screen. <laughs> so, you know, now I gotta go buy another 16 to 35 yeah, Mark II because my Mark one doesn't work anymore right too what, big give me give me like two things with that lens what makes it special the new one because the first one's pretty damn good right um okay so it has an aperture ring um, Oh, on the actual lens on the actual lens. i like those that's fun touch them on accident all mm -hmm. the time though yeah oh, interesting. oh yeah you boys twist and just the whole lens. i do this when i zoom you know I just <laughs> full body zoom what else um, we got it's lighter it's smaller when you like zoom it in and out it doesn't stick out as far oh, i love that so seeing the new cameras first was sick it reminded me like of an apple yeah event. that's what i was like, thinking i was like this is perfect coming out um and then also speaking about gear this was like one of the coolest parts about the whole weekend so i'm chilling there with jayhawk and this guy comes up to us like hey can i talk to you guys and get your opinion like i'm the head of product development like new products oh, at crazy. sony like is there anything you would like to see from us so me and jay are like oh this is our chance dude right. like let's tell him what the fuck we want new gear wise yep. and like hopefully he'll listen to us and he was like actually the nicest guy he had like an ipad we sat with him for like 20 30 minutes and the main thing that we said that we think that Sony should put out is a camera that is specifically made or specifically geared towards vertical content. Interesting. And the reason for that is because there's no, there's never been a camera that's been specifically marketed for vertical content. And we tried to get it through his head of like, listen, you guys already have all these other cameras that are made horizontally or like for horizontal first. Right. Which makes uh, sense, content. yeah. Right, yeah. of course. Because that's all it ever has yeah. been. Exactly. But now that like vertical content is here to stay, it's like it would make sense if like a camera was built with the ergonomics mm -hmm. specifically made for vertical content. And like you wouldn't cannibalize any of the other things. And so we said like, uh, this one is um, this like the closest thing they've came to it. Yeah, but I feel right. what you mean like the hand placement and like, yeah. like if the grip was not yes, there, if yes. it was on the side if it was like some, here, something or other, and yeah. Like and I said maybe make the screen even like less, um, less, less rectangular and maybe even a little bit more square. And then like if you if you make it like this, the. Uh, you shouldn't have to tilt your head to read the menu. Like the menu should the flip. Oh, flip. That's For a great. Sure, yeah, that's good. Honestly, that's embarrassing good. that it doesn't, dude. <laughs> yeah, they should on all the cameras. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was really cool. I also told them that they need to make an A1 with a flip out screen. Yeah. You think that? You, do you think that's gonna get really get to him? I I, I really. Have, I like, bet he heard yeah. that a lot. It's so stupid that that camera doesn't flip out. I really feel like it's the only thing missing from that. Yeah. And then I said, you guys should make. So I talked to Ryan Cow and he gave me a little insider oh, info. Oh, the cow. Apparently. They're working on a 20 to 70 f 2.8, and Canon already has a 20 to 70 f 2. Oh, they do. Um, and so a 20 to 70 a sick lens, like dude. f 2 really? or f 2.8 would be like sick. I go, 
listen. 20 is the right, dude. Yeah. I need 20. 24 is a little too tight. Yeah. Well, but I said, I go, you guys need to make a 16 to 50 or 16 to 55 G Master F 2.8 because you can get like a 16 to 55 mm-hmm. like kit lens. Mm-hmm. It's crappy. It's like, yes. Yeah, crappy. Canon has one too. But like, if you're vlogging, you're probably going to go with a 16 to 35, right. right? And 35 is still on like the wider side of the spectrum. Right. I feel like if you had a 16 to 55, that would be like the best vlogging lens. Yeah. I, I think mean, it would be. It'd be like the one lens that would probably never leave your camera. No, I mean, that's the lens that I had uh, in Norway, you know, that tiny mm-hmm. lens, it was like this big. Mm-hmm. That lens rips, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's and I vlogged on it. You know, it's it, a big deal. It's interesting to see where this stuff's kind of going, you know? Right. I do think the, there will be, it's funny because Sony will make a vertical focus camera and then a week later, Canon will announce. Canon's going to drop fucking, it. Even yeah. Nikon will probably make one. Let's not get crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's not fucking, you know? <laughs> um. But yeah, so if I want to hear from the rocks what kind of gear they would like to see from Sony, I yeah. can I can relay what right. you guys want. Relay it over. Yeah. So yeah, any ideas, kids? Yeah, let people. us know in the comments. Let, let us know. Um, but I will say, like, when I was there, right, everyone has their camera out, everybody's mm-hmm. making content, and mm-hmm. you almost have a little bit of anxiety, or at least I did. I was For like, sure. what kind of content should I make? Like, I got to, like, film something, right? But honestly, like I made a cam or I made a video with the new camera because I was like, okay, like this will probably like do well. And it's like an interesting piece of content. Like I have it in my hands. I might as well make some sort of video with it. But I was less focused on making content while I was there and more so focused on kind of like connecting with new people. Totally. Um, Because I feel like that's what it's all about when you're there is like making new connections um, and just meeting new people that you haven't met before or like hanging out with people who you maybe follow each other on Instagram but have never met in real life or like have maybe met, you know, a handful of times. Um, So I took it upon myself to interview a couple of them because I was like, I'm there, I might as well. Like not a full podcast interview because I didn't have my freaking boys there. But I was like, you know, I'll think of like a handful of questions, ask these creators some questions. So we're going to go into these uh, interviews for a little bit we got uh we got like four of them so here we go what is your name and where are you from my name is nick che i'm based out of dallas texas and nick what kind of content do you make Uh, i started with lifestyle and now moving into like tech reviews but a little bit of fashion and photography on the side so a little bit of everything to be honest i love that i love that you've had some of the freshest fits here i appreciate it thank you sir the fashion makes sense all right so what is your camera setup right now I actually have it right here. So primarily I've been shooting with the Sony a7S III. I've had this for like two to three years and honestly like it pretty much does everything I needed to. Yeah. Great low light performance, slow motion, like the build quality flip out screen. Like it's probably the best video camera right now for content creators, but they have come out with so many other products like the ZV-E1, the new a7C2. So it's gonna be a little bit difficult figuring out what I'm gonna be rocking for the next year, especially cause I want something light and compact for my daily vlogging setups. Do you own that or did you rent that These are both rented right here. Okay, cool. And how have you been liking that? I tested out the ZV-E1 in San Diego at Camera Camp and honestly, I think it's pretty much perfect for vloggers. You have a lot more like, they basically simplified all the buttons, all the menus to make it just way more user-friendly. Yeah. And I think like between this and the A7C2, because it doesn't have that like awkward top part, it Mm. makes it a little bit easier to slip it into a bag because you don't have to worry about that like protruding that part that so that's sense. like a big thing like why i'm trying to switch over to those cool but then lenses obviously the new 16 to 35 that they just dropped here Fresh. is probably like the best lens on the market right yeah. now i think it's like 
so lightweight, so compact, and everyone uses the 1635, so it makes sense they finally yeah. upgraded it. But this is definitely like game changer. Yeah, for sure. I was I was messing around with it yesterday. Yeah, it's so it's nice. nice. Okay, so what is something you're trying to work on as a content creator moving forward in the next year? That's a tough one. You know, I think this trip has really helped me reevaluate kind of my focus and my direction. So after this, really just kind of honing in on you know why I make videos. Mm. You know, I think being in the space for so long, you get kind of it gets repetitive and you totally. kind of just go on autopilot. So really having a direction, really having a purpose and making content that at the end of the day, like I want to watch and I know my audience will also you know, enjoy watching. But at the end of the day, just having fun with it and just getting to meet new people is like the best way I'm going to be able to grow as a creative. And, you know, this camp and this trip has helped so much. I feel the same way, man. It's like you can't. What up, boys? What's oh, oh, y'all know, y'all know, What's Ryan. What are you doing here? Dude, what's up, bro? You know, a couple little little questions for Five Hundred Five Pod. Little, little vibes on Ryan's been on. Oh, where you want to hop in? I'm trying to go fly some FPV. What is something that maybe you implemented into your content, whether it's a strategy, a mindset shift, that helped you take things to the next level as a creator? Yeah, that's a really good question because I think I'm at that point right now mm -hmm. where it's either like. I go full time and go like 10 times harder or yeah. it's just like I'm burning out and like I'm going to give up. So I think it's really just believing in yourself, just knowing that you are capable of accomplishing whatever you set your mind to and really just having that dedication and motivation to just keep pushing. You know, being a content creator is a fun job, but at the end of the day, it's difficult. You have your own schedule, your own hours, and at the end of the day, you don't have a boss. So it's really up to you to stay committed and really grind out your goals. So. Just kind of having that mentality that like you are good enough that you are capable of doing what you set your mind to and i think that's something that you know i'm really going to be pushing and hope you guys follow too hell yeah and then okay i was going to say one piece of advice to new creators this is something that i've also been pondering too like if you were starting in youtube right now like what or if i was starting in youtube right now like what would i want to know and honestly, this is probably pretty cliche, but you kind of just have to get started. You know, you have to start filming, start editing. You have to get your first piece of content out there. And then from there, the ball gets rolling and you can really start to get into your flow and really figure out what your purpose and direction and kind of creative style is. And if I hadn't made, you know, 100 videos prior to where I am now, you know, like I wouldn't have... I wouldn't be where I am right now. I wouldn't even be at this Sony trip if I had never just picked up my first camera and like just started making a vlog. And, yeah. and at the beginning, like I had never expected it to turn out to you know be like this. And for a lot of people, you know, nowadays everyone kind of wants to be a creator, and I think that's pretty inspiring from us. You know, like we have a pretty big responsibility to uphold, and people look up to us as role models at, at the end of yeah. the day. And like, how can we? help the next generation, you know, and like, we're still pretty young and you, totally. being at this camp, there's so many OGs, you know, and so if you think about it, we're about to be that next wave, yeah, you know, true. so how can we inspire the, the upcoming generation, yeah. right? So it really is just like committing to it, getting started. It obviously is not going to be your best video, the first one you make, but after a hundred videos, like you're going to get in the flow of things and you're really going to be able to find your creative inspiration. I love that. All right. One last question. Where do you see content going in general? in the next six to 12 months? I mean, the content space has already been changing so much. Like everyone is really shifting towards vertical content. And I think that's a good thing because, you know, people have shorter attention spans and you know, you want something quick, but at the end of the day, like long form video will always remain. I think YouTube will still remain its hierarchy in terms of just where people go to put long form content. and. 
while yes, everyone is pushing shorts and reels and TikToks, you know, as much as I want to prioritize putting my focus there, I know for me personally, I enjoy making longer form content. I can tell a better story. I have more flexibility to work with rather than, oh, if they don't watch it in the five seconds, then they're not going to watch the whole thing, you know? So the kind of space we're in right now is really, I don't know, it's difficult because like I said, people have such short attention spans, so you yeah. really have to like capture them right in the first couple seconds. And I'm not exactly sure if I like that, but I mean, it works. So it's kind of difficult for me to say, you know? Yeah. What do you totally. think? I mean, I think vertical content's for sure here to stay, but I do think there's going to be more of a push towards longer form content again, because I think people are getting like viewer and audience fatigue yep. from so much short form content yep. that they're looking for like, longer conversations like podcast stuff or kind of getting back to like the roots of YouTube of just like longer form yeah, content. For sure, for sure. But yeah, dude, awesome. thanks for coming on. Of course, bro. Thanks Appreciate for you. you. What is your name? Where are you from? And what kind of content do you make? All right, so my name is Matthew King. I go by Matty K online. Uh, I am from South Carolina and I make consumer tech content. So phones, computers, laptops, stuff like that. Fire. And what is your setup right now camera wise? Uh, so my main camera that I'm using is an FX3. Uh, depending on where I'm at, uh, if I'm at home in my studio, I'm using the 16 to 35. It's that wide angle, it's just so much better in like a small room. Uh, and then when I'm traveling, I don't have it with me, but I got the 24 to 70. Uh, I don't know, it's perfect. It's kind of like best of both worlds. So yeah, it's nice. Totally, okay. What is something you're trying to work on as a content creator moving forward? Um, I think storytelling is like, really something I need to get better at. I think I'm like in a good spot now. Um, you got good cameras, you got good lenses, so it's like easy to make stuff look good, but I think being able to tell a good story that flows and makes sense and is also engaging is super important. Um, so I think if I can like improve that, it'd be good. And it's funny because I don't feel like you necessarily think of storytelling when you're thinking about tech, yeah. but if you can find a way to integrate storytelling, I feel like it would make for better content. Right, um, yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, what is one thing, I mean, you are crushing it on TikTok and Instagram. Like, what is one thing that you implemented, either a mindset shift or some practice that you incorporated into your business or content in general that allowed you to go to that next level? Um, I think I, I tried to stop stressing so much about certain things and to try to have more fun. Mm. Um, so I think starting just making the content that I enjoy making instead of making stuff that I think other people would like more. So I'm trying to make stuff that like, that I would consume. What would I like the most? Um, so I think that's helped. Um, and then I think with the way that I'm making videos, I think planning out stuff, scripting videos, as opposed to picking up a camera, pointing at some random stuff and then being like, okay, what now what? What story do I tell? What, what What's the video about? So I think having a plan, having a script, having structure to it, um, I think that helps a lot. Totally. What is one piece of advice you would give to an up and coming creator? Maybe someone specifically wanting to get into like the tech space. Hmm. Um, I think try to, try to be yourself. Um, don't try to, be somebody else or try mm. to, you know, do exactly what everybody else is doing. Uh, I think take, you know, inspiration from, you know, a bunch of different people. I think that's what I did. Uh, I still do that. Like, uh, you know, the people that I watch, I take little bits of what they're doing that I really like and I try to incorporate it into what I'm doing. 
So I think if you, you know, you you take what you see and try to make it your own. Yeah. For one, I think it's going to be more personal to you. It's going to be more fun to make. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a good place to start. Who are so, you bringing up like people that you like watching? Who are some of the like your biggest inspirations within like the content space? Yeah. So uh, starting out, it was actually there's a guy. He lives in the UK. Uh, he goes by Arky on TikTok. Okay. Um, and so him and Lo, which a lot of people know. Those are like the first two guys that I ever watched on TikTok. Uh, and I got a lot of inspiration from them, just what they were doing, how they were making their setups, how they were making their videos. Uh, so it started there. Um, now people that I watch, obviously like Jayhawk, um, still low at Arky. Yeah. Shout out Jayhawk. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sedlum, Rillo, guys like that. Um, you know, guys that we're all kind of doing similar stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's easy to take inspiration from them. That's dope. And then, where do you see content as a whole going in the next six months, year, couple years? Do you see it staying with like long form uh, or like doubling down on short form? Like, do you see maybe a, a style or a trend that um, might come to the forefront of content creation? Yeah, I think people's attention span is only getting shorter. Um, so in my mind, I think short form content is the place to be. Um, it's definitely what I have the most fun making. Um, it's this, it's what I consume. Um, you know, I, I go back and forth on whether I should make longer form videos, you know, eight to 10 minute yeah. YouTube videos, but it's not something that I consume. So I don't know how much I would enjoy making it either. Um, but I think, yeah, I think short form is like, it's really picking up some traction. Here. Oh yeah. yeah. Stick with short form. Yeah, All right, my man. Sure. Appreciate you. Yep. Thanks for having me. What is your name? Where are you from? And what kind of content do you make? Hey guys, I'm Ari Elkins. I'm from Los Angeles, California, but I recently moved to New York City and I create music curation content. So basically making people their favorite playlist and hopefully putting people on to their favorite artists. Yeah, you got really good taste in music. I'm always that. watching your TikToks being like, what new music should I be listening to? Which is fire. What like setup do you use to film your TikToks? Are you using a camera or are you just using a phone? Yeah, I'm using a camera. I use the Sony ZV-1 with a Rode VideoMic Go, uh, like wireless VideoMic Go's. Nice, what kind of lens? It's the ZV-1, so it's like the built-in point and shoot kind of. So oh, yeah. right on. Fire. Yeah. Were you sh when you first starting out, were you shooting on phone and then- Yeah, I was shooting on an iPhone. Okay, cool. But I'm thinking about upgrading my setup post this weekend, to be honest with you. What cameras have you been trying out? I've been trying, it's right over there, but I've been trying out the ZV-E1, which is like a body that you can add different lenses to. And then I've been trying the new 16 to 35 Mark II 2.8. Fire. Which I want to get. What a setup. But it's like $2,400, but we'll see. Dude, wouldn't make a dent. <laughs> No, it'd make that. Um, okay, what is something you're trying to work on as a content creator moving forward? I feel like I'm a bit too comfortable in my content. I feel like I, I have a method that I know works, which is exciting. And I know that like if I do one thing, it will result in an X number of views, but I want to kind of be more creative. And I feel like when I started making content in the beginning, I did it be out of a place of creativity and like trying new things and really seeing myself as a creative person. Now I feel like sometimes I get in this habit of just kind of going through the motions and creating content, you know, day after day that kind of feels monotonous to some extent. So in the upcoming year, I kind of want to push myself to be a bit more uncomfortable in the content that I'm making and try new things and go out of my comfort zone. I like that. Okay. What is one thing that you implemented either into your content 
a mindset shift, something into your business that allowed you to take your stuff to the next level? I think there's two things. One is like, this is the most basic answer, but like consistency. I know everybody says like be consistent, but I think if you do something enough times, like you'll see results and just consistently putting out quality, I think is important. And then the other thing kind of goes hand in hand with consistency, but once something starts working to double down on that thing that's working and really invest in that thing and really see how you can build whatever that is. I like that. One piece of advice to up and coming creators who want to, I mean, you're doing, you're a little bit different where you're, I guess like for me, right? I'm making content around photography and video. You're within the music niche. So if someone wanted to kind of follow in your footsteps and become successful within the music industry on the content side of things, do you have a piece of advice for them? Besides have awesome taste in music. Yeah, I mean, the first thing was gonna be just like trust your taste. I think be true to yourself. And like, if you like something, there's bound to be someone else that likes something. So like, don't necessarily follow the masses, but like be true to your own taste and create your own niche within the music niche. You know, my niche in the music niche is a lot of like indie folk and indie pop stuff. Um, And I'm not the biggest hip hop fan. So I don't even try and like enter that market. And I let that be to the people who are like, you know, obsessed with hip hop and that's just not me. yeah i like that and do you how do i phrase this where do you see content going as a whole in the next you know six months year couple years i think i was having this conversation here this week and we were talking about how like a couple years ago jumping out of a plane for a video was like the coolest thing and now today you have to jump out of a plane naked with no parachute for people to care about it (laughs) it's so true and i think that's kind of like a metaphor for content in general which is like the content space is getting saturated across all niches. So I think people are having to become more creative and create even better content. So I think in coming years and coming time, we're just going to see improvements in the quality of content. And I think like, especially in short form, even though it's, you know, short form videos, I think we're going to see people putting extensive amounts of time into their short form videos and spending even more time than they are right now on quick 30 second, 45 second videos, because I think that's what's going to be necessary to stand out and have success in the short form content space. I think that's so true. I feel like when TikTok was first kind of coming into the forefront, it was so easy to just put like an iPhone clip or just like a dancing video. And I kind of agree with you where like, even if it just is a 30 second video, the quality has to be elevated. A hundred percent. Or the cons or your idea has to be elevated. Maybe like you can still get away with a great, you know, iPhone selfie video, but you have to be the funniest person. Like a simple joke doesn't work anymore. You have to like, you know, be a true comedian or have something that trips people up in the video as well. Yeah, 100%. Well, dude, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Oh, yeah. What is your name? Where are you from? And what kind of content do you make? Prince McClinton. I am based in Boise, Idaho. And man, what type of content do I make? I I create transformation in in people and brands. That's the type of content that, that I make. Fire. And you also run an account called Art of Visuals. I do. I, yeah, I run a, a, a creative community called Art of Visuals. Yep. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, Art of Visuals. Well, the ethos was basically just to build a, a platform to inspire artists, to educate artists, and to, to create a place to promote artists, to get artists work seen. And so we started out as uh, a hub, resharing images. Uh, and then we started doing gallery events. We had a magazine at one point, And so we were say. helping. Yeah, so we were publishing uh photographers which is like i mean how many photographers do you know that are published right yeah not many. so like because like it's not really like there's not a 
a place for us within like the the greater whole of that sphere and so we created a, a magazine you know where you know a lot of people here have been published in our magazine and you know andy tell had the cover one year jude allen That's had the cover fire. one yeah yeah so and so uh yeah, Art of Visual is just, man, it's just a creative community where we put a lot of love and, and give back a, a lot of love to the creatives. And then we have a full-time creative agency where we do a lot of productions. We shoot a lot of commercials for Sony. Uh, we do a lot of work for just a lot of big creator-style brands, a lot of brand strategy and, and that type of work. Fire. What camera setup are you rocking right now? Uh, dog, I got that freshy. So I got the- That new new. Yeah, I got that new. It's that Alpha 7C r with the 14 milli on it uh the prime yeah Fire. prime 1.8 uh i've been having an incredible time shooting portraits with this oh, this nice. trip baller i can't i'll have to show you some you, you want to see some oh, of yeah. this stuff i'll have to show you yeah, some yeah. Of this stuff but uh getting that just larger than life look the camera's incredible man i mean it's pretty much i guess a hyper compact a7r the color science on it is really good i'm really happy with the color science and so it's been yeah it's been a great camera that's dope what is something you're trying to work on as a creator moving forward something that i'm trying to work on it as a creator moving forward is to continue to prioritize the inner child in me the kid because what i've realized on this trip you know, I have, like there's baller photographers here. Like I'm not, I'm not a photographer. I'm a creative entrepreneur, you know? And, uh, but I can shoot, I've worn all the hats and it's really cool showing my work to, you know, I haven't shot in a while and showing my work to some of the guys and uh, the wild compliments and the feedback I've been getting from people has been really awesome. And the models, a lot of the models have been telling me like, I'm the funnest person that they've shot with. Yeah. And like, I'm the only person that's brought music and dancing and all this stuff. And so, Going back to that inner child, I think when you bring the 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 fun and the curiosity, just having fun, not taking things seriously, and and, and being curious and just having a good time, uh, allows me to to be able to create incredible art. And I think I think it works for I think it's universal, yeah. you know, for anyone. Absolutely. Was there something that you implemented, and we kind of touched on this a little bit on the drive-in, but was there something you implemented, whether it was a mindset shift or you know, something you actually incorporated into your work um, as a creator that allowed you to take things to the next level? Yeah, uh, I would say, dude, there's so many, to be honest. Um, visualization was a big one. Uh, like manifestation visual, visualization. Like I'm talking like 8K resolution in my mind. I could I could see. I was living through things that hadn't taken place yet, and then they would take place almost like exactly the way I saw them. Um, like I saw my house before I bought it, and uh, I was having a hard time finding a home to buy. And at this place had like been up on Zillow for like two hours. And when I saw it, my wife and I were like, were like, no freaking way. Like, this is the exact house I'd been describing. I'd been explaining it to her and she painted it. She wow. like, I explained to what it looked like and she painted it. And then we were standing in the house the next day. And then that night we got a phone call while we were at a friend's wedding. There was 15 people that went and saw the house. So we put in our offer. Yeah. 15 people. And we got a call that night saying we got the house. Wow. I've had brand deals, you know, I've had quarter million dollar deals come through that I saw and then I would send love. Like I would, I would see these visions and I would just think about 
the people and would just send them my genuine love and intention. Uh, and I'd get like an email two weeks later with the project for that dollar amount. And so, uh, the world is, the world is a dude, it's, it's a magical place. And I, you know, I think the biggest, the biggest tool is just setting intentions and, and focusing, realizing that we have to do outer work, like in base reality, we have to work for things. Um, but as much work that we're putting in, in our base reality, it's also really important to put the work in on the other side. Cause there is this other reality, um, that is the foundation to this reality. And so we can create here, but we can also create in this other realm in our minds and, 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 and bring the things that we want in this reality into our experience at a much faster rate with a lot less pain and, 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 you know, and trials if we choose to. Absolutely. I think that's beautiful, man. I think people often underestimate the power of the mind. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a serious thing. It is. For fire. Sure. Fire, fire. Um, what's one piece of advice you have for an up and coming creator? You're more so on the entrepreneur side of things, like you said. Um, so someone who's maybe trying to crush it on the, on the entrepreneur side of things within the creator economy. Let's just go, let's just go creator, bro. Cause sure. like, you know, um, I would say, cause I am a creator and I work with creators, but the, the one, the single piece of advice that I would give to anyone is find your onlyness. Like you have a gift and you're going to have to pay attention. You're going to have to talk to people. You're going to have to go back into your, your historical life and think about what your family used to tell you. You're so talented at naturally what people say about you, what people tell you, these things that you may not internalize and be aware of, but, but it's all around you. And each and every one of us has a very specific gift that's uniquely ours and no one else can own that. And if you can find that and express that, you'll live a very beautiful life. You won't have to worry about burnout because you're operating within like your will, your truth, which is the energy in that is infinite. And so there is no running out of fuel. And when you find that, you also get rid of all competition. You have no competition. It doesn't matter if you're doing product reviews and then there's a hundred thousand other people doing product reviews. If you have this certain essence about you and you allow that to shine, it is going to attract those people and they are going to ride with you. And so just like, don't like, just be you figure out yeah. what your figure out what your thing is and, and be authentically you and really allow that essence to shine. Cause if you do, bro, I promise you will, everything will come to you. I love that. Yeah. Okay. One last question. Where do you see content going in the next like six to 12 months, maybe even a, like the next following years, six to 12 months, next following years. Well, the next six to 12 months, you know, I think, I think you're just gonna see people posting a lot more raw content. Like, I think mm. you're gonna see like kind of like the more raw TikTok stuff spilling over to, to other platforms. I think there's a place for for hyper, really well-produced content, but I think there's a, a space for just real raw uploads totally. and, 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 and that type of content, uh, especially in long form, um, long form format. I also think like documentary, like style uh education in a way so like people put out like these five minute education videos and things like that but i think long form like putting out like a 45 minute like well put together 
educational thing that you want to teach, I think that is, I think there's a huge opportunity in that because I think you're getting, you get all the content in the 45 minute, you get all the micro content that comes from that, that you can piece out in all these different ways, but there's so much value in like this long form content. Everyone's making this shorter form content. I just see that as a, as a huge opportunity in the next couple of years, man. I don't really know. Like, it's hard I to think that far ahead. Yeah, well, and it doesn't like it's kind of a waste of time. Sure, you know what I mean. It's kind of like it's kind of like we could all sit up. I mean, I can tell you everything's gonna be AR. And <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey guys, well, in three years from now, none of us are gonna exist. It's yeah, all sure, gonna be. Sure. It's gonna be the AI takeover. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I like that. I think people are craving that more raw, authentic, long form content for sure. Yeah, because of I think how more, more avatars. But actually, I like. That is a take I'll, I will say. I think there's going to be a lot of like avatar based okay. content and sure. like people operating through avatars Interesting. Uh, in, in ways. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Well, dude, I appreciate you for coming on. Yeah, man. brother. Thank oh, you. Yeah. What great interviews. Dude, so good, honestly. Not bad. I mean, we, I mean. The host kind of sucked. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, it can only go so high. Right, obviously, right, right. But, yeah. but hey, glad you, glad you made that happen. Yeah, I also went to like a podcasting 101 event. Didn't oh, really nice. are we? Much. Are we doing okay? We're doing yeah. great. We're doing good. We're, we're doing We're hitting and checking the boxes. The one thing I will say that I like took, the biggest thing I took away from that was that how important the first minute of the podcast is because, uh -oh. and I think we're doing a good job because we have the hook at the beginning, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I was talking to Braden, I was like, maybe we can even spice up the first minute to keep viewers' attention. Right. So let us report. know if you guys are yeah. liking it, huh? Yeah, and what what do you want? What do you want in the first what minute? What would you kids? want in that first minute? Yeah, I can I can flash a nip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Harry. Go over to YouTube. Yeah. Um, and then the last workshop I went to, which was actually a great one, was how to pitch yourself. And I went into it thinking, like, oh, I'm gonna learn how to like you know, send an email to pitch myself to like a right. brand to work with them. And it was kind of like that. But when I think about pitching myself, cause I'm more so on like the content creation type of thing, like doing brand deals on social media. Um, my thing is like, oh, if I'm gonna pitch myself, it's gonna be like, oh, I can make three TikToks for you. These are my ideas. And like, this is what my rate would be. Right. They're thinking about pitching in the form of like, I have this project that I'd like to bring to life. I have a story about wolves in Alaska that I want to oh, tell, cool. a documentary about them. Or this guy spent three years starting in COVID, going to all the national parks, photographing it. And he's like, I want to bring this book to life, but I need like help publishing it and like bringing it to, to the forefront. So they're pitching their like larger projects and trying to get sponsors and brands and companies behind them to like help them bring it to life. So they were talking about uh, pitching yourself in that way and I think a lot of the times we talk about like content creation and social media but like not so much about like documentary work or like those passion projects that that's so cool it's not a spec ad it's just like something that you're really passionate about because you love filmmaking and photography and pitching yourself in a way and positioning yourself in a way to like get funding for that. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and I think we could honestly do a full podcast episode about that. Dude, I love that. I yeah. think that's so cool because it's, it's not like, yeah, that's what I thought you were gonna say. Like how to like pitch yourself to like make money from a client. It's like, you know, like pitch yourself to like make that passion make project that and like yeah. have someone help, you know, cause you need finances, you need this kind of thing. Like, yeah. I love that, dude. So I took photos of literally every single slide nice. and like took notes. So I think we could uh, like, 
kind of bring that information to the yes. rocks. So if you guys want um, a podcast episode about like how to pitch yourself. I'll be listening too. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah let's go. What else, what else did you learn? Going back to like being around all these creators, I really did like feel super inspired and I left mm. feeling really inspired and wanting to just go even harder at this kind of stuff that we're doing, content, the podcast, everything. And you feel inspired in a way that's not... Um, you feel inspired and not like, fuck, I can't do this because right. you're around everybody who is doing it. Like all the creators were are making a full time living, like being creators. And sometimes I feel like you can look at someone and be like, OK, they did it. But yeah, they did. It. I don't know if I can really do mm -hmm. it. And I almost feel like people might even listen to this podcast as much as we try to like put people on game like, oh, well, of course, brains working for the Lakers. But like maybe I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think being around those people and like really being exposed to that, um, it makes you feel like you can actually do it. And so I feel like for me, I've kind of always had a block of like, okay, yeah, I can do this social media stuff, but like I also have to have freelance clients because I don't know if I could really be like a full-time creator, even though like that would be a kick-ass job. Oh, dude, that fly just flew down Kostas' head. Yeah, it just that was nosedived. Dude, I thought it was gonna he just FPV'd it, your face. It might have <laughs> came out of your hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt that coming down. Making it I home. was watching it, I was like, what Damn. is that, dude? <laughs> but yeah, I do think that's such a thing to be around people that you like think like, honestly have like some like mystique around them they're like wow like mm -hmm. how do you do that and then you're like oh you're just a regular person yeah you talk the same as i do you both shit whatever you know like everyone's the same you know i feel like that creativity is infectious too yeah right? totally. totally yeah you get you get around that group and you're like oh i'm really inspired like yeah and you get to look at all the things that they're posting all week which yeah. is dope yeah and even like exchanging numbers with these creators or like dming with them having people that you can reach out to and like talk to stuff about um, if you guys are listening to this and you guys don't feel like you have like people in your corner or like close circle to talk to, like be the one to like reach out and, and try to find kids that are into the same things as you guys and like trying to do the same stuff because having a support system, man, this like this career can be super lonely and isolating. Like totally. I, it's super important to have people that you can like hit up and just shoot the shit be like, Yo, I'm struggling. Or like, how did you do this? You know what I'm saying? Right. Your buddy's in the comments right now. I'm yeah. telling you. He's in the comments. He or she's in the comments. Right. Go find just him. Just vibing in Yeah, there. just vibing, dude. 100%. Go, go send him a message. We've talked about this before and you brought this up, Chase, but there's someone behind the brand you want to work with. Mm -hmm. And I realized this firsthand. You think of Sony and you think of this massive company, right? right? I was like- TVs and shit. Yeah. So many things. I'm like, I really want to work with Sony, but like you kind of put them up on a pedestal. And we were in Utah. We go to the top of this mountain. It was really cool. This girl comes up to me, Jayhawk and Maddie Kay. And she goes, hey, uh, I forget her name, but she goes, hey, I'm the head of social media for like Sony Alpha. Like I'm the one, Maddie, who retweets you all the time. And I was like, oh, like you're the one who's running the account. Like there's a person right. behind the brand. So if I want to like work with Sony, like I got to hit you up. Damn, if only we remembered her name. I know, right? <laughs> Fuck. But um, We're done for. But we've talked about this before, but it's like, it's so easy to put these massive brands on a pedestal yep. and you kind of forget that there is actually someone behind the big name dude, of the brand. Absolutely. Every time, dude. And they're just hanging out, just hanging scrolling out. social. They're a person you can make friends with that can yes. retweet you all yes. the time and all make you time. fucking famous, you know? It's I mean, important. Dude, dude, like even like us, like we're all of a sudden at 28K and someone that might see us for the first time might think we're some big established podcast. Which we are. 
which we're we're on our way. But really, it's just, just like just Keon in the corner. It's, it's just me like waking up at like nine a.m. and ripping three clips every day, and then going to like surf and play golf and fucking drop out of school. So you know what I mean. But like, it's not a bad life. It it sounds, that sounds a great pretty, life. That sounds pretty fun. Fuck yeah, you no, know, I, I totally agree, Keon. Like, someone might come across our socials and be like, "Man, they have a huge machine. Like, they're cranking out all these contents." It's really just Keon. It's just Keon, baby. It's and Keon he's in the corner, dude. Surfing, dude. <laughs> living the that. life, come dude. On. Come on. Uh, yeah, we got strides to make. Like we got, we got lots of moves that are coming down the line. So yeah. you're, trying, you're trying to lower your handicap. You hit some more pars. <laughs> oh yeah, make strides to make. I really want to get back into golf. Maybe we'll do it together. But I'm, I'm, letting, down. I'm trying to let you catch up a little bit before. Keon's <laughs> got nothing but time now. Yeah, <laughs> so you let the links. Go. Speaking of movies, my girlfriend worked on a movie, produced a movie called No One Will Save You. Trailer came out today. Ooh. And I'll go check it out. No One Will Save You. It's an alien thriller. Fun, okay. fun little watch. We'll link it. Amazing. Yeah. Boom. Yo, Wait. episode seventy. Keon, what do you got for me in the oh, corner? Yeah, we're start doing some quotes in Keon's corner oh 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 and yeah. the pod with a quote Qu- quotes are fun you Tap know this on you your can bod. take it serious you can use it as a joke um but today we're gonna do a little little anecdote this is from right. our good friend little, Napoleon little story Hill. time all right Napoleon so let me get my storytelling voice on Ooh. oh yeah do find it, one, please. it. Find a long it. while ago no I can't do that all right a, lo- a long while ago a great warrior had to make a decision which ensured his success on the battlefield he was about to send his armies against a powerful foe whose men outnumbered his own. He loaded his soldiers into boats, sailed to the enemy's country, unloaded soldiers and equipment, then gave the order to burn the ships that had carried them. Addressing his men before the first battle, he said, You see the boats going up in smoke. That means we cannot leave these shores alive unless we win. We have no choice. We win or we perish. They won. Every person who wins in any undertaking must be willing to burn his ships and cut all sources of retreat. Only by so doing can one be sure of maintaining that state of mind known as a burning desire to win essential to success i'll break this camera if you burn it relates to me i love it keon read that and it was like fuck college yeah. <laughs> episode 79 straight up, baby straight up come on keon i'm happy for you dude college dropout episode 79 ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in to the Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 79 of the 505 podcast. Make sure to hit the sub button, leave a like, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace. Peace. Nice, dude. Great sign up. Dude, that oh, quote is fucking great. That was great. Such that a good quote. I never I, heard the full quote. I got quote. goosebumps yeah. twice. Yeah. I usually am like, sick. usually I like not a big quotes guy. Yeah. I was literally that just was like, fired. That was fired.